Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to Ed Up on the Ed Up Experience podcast, where we make education your business here live, recording in Doha, Qatar, at the World Innovation Summit on Education. What an incredible conference. I can't tell you, uh, I just moderated a session on the future of educational technology in institutions of higher education with an incredible panel. Uh, it, it is just moment by moment by moment, amazing learning intersecting with amazing people and guess what yes i have another amazing person in front of me if you can believe it no i won't uh, i won't stop uh, i'm gonna keep it going here she is ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna bring her in she's actually running towards the microphone right now all my guests they're they're always running just a minute no she's not running late she's sitting right here here she is ladies and gentlemen ms deborah kayembe she's the 54th rector at the University of Edinburgh. Deborah, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> to talk with you today, Deborah. First of all, um, I would say primarily our audience is in the United States. or okay. uh, And so what is a rector? What is a rector? Explain what a rector is. The rector is the equivalent of a president on the standard uh, United States University. So the rector at Edinburgh University is a bit... Um, the moral of the university, as the ambassador of the university, the presiding officer of the most powerful governing body at university, he is the sheriff. Ooh. They hold everyone accountable. Wow. So <laughs> talk about, um, uh, and I know this because I talked to you before the recording, you're the third female yes. rector mm -hmm. and what? The first person of color. <laughs> That's you breaking glass ceilings. In 437 years. So the first female of color, the, the third first. female and the first female of color. No, first person of color. First person of color. color. Because no male of color have never made it. <laughs> In 400 and how many years? 436 years. Oh my God. This is uh, <laughs> this is a pretty incredible. That is, um, usually I like to do a mic drop moment of the episode. That is definitely the mic drop moment. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Okay, so you have a, a pretty amazing responsibility. Yes, um, I as, enjoy as, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. talk about the University of Edinburgh just a little bit. I know that it's old. I know that very it has old. a lot of history. Yes. So talk about what you do at the University of Edinburgh, how um, old it is, mm -hmm. and who you serve. The University of Edinburgh is the oldest university in the whole English-speaking world wow as first of all he has has 53 rector that's 50 rector male and three female rector mm -hmm. it's a very predominant male establishment white male establishment very conservative and he has a total of 62,000 students 42,000 employees and we are around 165 countries and we have 580 campuses around the world. 580 campuses, 42,000 employees. Yes, 61,000 students. 61,000 students and you sitting at the top running all of it. Yes. Wow. Yes. yes. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. How do you sleep? Do you sleep? Well, sometimes four hours a day at the moment, so that's good enough. <laughs> uh, okay, so talk about your students. Who do you serve? So you're serving international students of all kinds across the world. Mm -hmm. um, a, a traditional student, 18 to 22, adult students, online students, on-ground students. We have all sorts of education at Edinburgh University. We have those students coming straight from high school to get to the university. 
we have distant learning student, we have other student university. So it's an, uh, an, an, a university open every discipline. We have 26 schools around the university. So we have all the discipline uh, at Edinburgh University. Um, I think what we, 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 we're looking at now at Edinburgh University is the agenda that I brought on reducing inequality and giving opportunity to all, because I have to say that for many years, we value as a university our colonial past. Mm -hmm. We have worked with past colonist countries and we have helped them some kind, but I want to get off that, to go to new places and try to wise to discover what uh, Diversify. is about, diversifies all uh, contact we have around the world. So that is where we are right now at Edinburgh University. How do you bring that kind of change? First of all, fire, <laughs> fire. It's fire, but also people's heads will be on fire when you try to yes, change. Yes, it has been already because the fact that I am there, it's a big change, you know. But How have you been received? Overall, the the establishment at university because there is an, there is an establishment that they are very welcoming, and they are happy with my performance. Remember, twenty years ago. We were still the 20th best university in the world. Right. Now, seven months on, we are the 16th best university in the world. Congratulations. We passed Princeton. We passed, we, we, we're going up there. Yes. So it's getting better and better every day. So they establish. But I do have some some cases of people trying to remind me, what do you think you are? And what do you I, think about that? I don't care. I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, huh? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't like Deborah. <laughs> you yeah. lose in the end. Yes, yeah, you lose in the end. Yeah. That's, that clearly, yeah. So, so you've been received overall well, but you must have a change agenda, mm. right? Diversity, mm. equity, inclusion. Mm. Um, um, uh, looking at helping students now. Students have been so many have been decimated by COVID. Mm. Many have left the educational system. Absolutely. What yeah. is your agenda? What's your strategic plan consist of? We need to reach the children where they are in the context. This is what we need to do now. I don't know how long we're going to go with this COVID, but it looks like it's still around. And it's, we, we have the whole department at Edinburgh University researching about how the way we can you know, overcome this. But in the meantime, we need to reach out to the, the students where they are. Remember, students make the university, not us. Right. They come to university, their knowledge, their performance, make the university so it's important for us to reach out to them to reach them where they are and to give them enough support to continue that's interesting what you say because you're talking about students being at the center of operations mm -hmm. but for a university that has i don't know 100 450 30 years, 30 yeah. years yeah. of history, of history mm -hmm. The old educational model mm. used to be that faculty ran the university, mm. you serve faculty, who mm. serve the students. Mm. And I think as people become more conscious of debt mm. and what they put in and how much money they spend, mm -hmm. we are switching to a more consumer centric university, a more student focused. Mm -hmm. How is that change happening at, at the University of Edinburgh when you have just a tremendous history? Can you bring that level of change? Do people get on board with that? It it will happen, but it has, it's, it's going to be very slow. One of the, the things that I discovered... You don't strike me as somebody who likes to move slow. <laughs> it's true. That, <laughs> I, I'm not that kind of person. It is true. But again, 
patience for me is exercise here. So I need to be patient to make others understand. So, That's you being patient. Yeah, how to get there. But the idea is already there. The discussion around this change, it's already there. I, I keep saying this to you. Edinburgh University, it's so conservative. Yeah. And those conservatism now show some crack because it doesn't adapt. The world up there is changing. Right. So we need to catch up with them. That's why I'm saying it will happen. Maybe no one, I'm still a rector, but the foundation, I'm putting them now. Remember, I'm the boss of the cult. You're the boss. Yes. I like it. <laughs> you bring the fire. So, uh, you know, this it's a fascinating thing because, uh, again, a university that, that has that much history, you are and you represent change. You represent change. Absolutely. From the minute you stepped into the university. Yeah, yeah. How do you... Uh, as a leader, mm -hmm. you have to convince mm -hmm. or gain trust. You have to gain trust and you have to convince people to follow you. Yeah. When a conservative nature might be to go, you know, Deborah, she's not going to make it. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to do this for a couple of years. And, <laughs> you know, she's, she, she'll come in, she'll try to make change or she'll go out. But then you look at, I, I can tell you, you have steel in your eyes and you're going to be successful. Yeah. How do you bring people along with you? Do you do you get a core group that are really on board and you try to, you know, how do you... Already already on my election, I find a core group waiting for me there. Uh -huh. That's one. That's one. Secondly, those who came forward, they get seduced by those who are waiting for me. Mm -hmm. I have to say the whole university is in my, in my back. They are supportive. The way Edinburgh University is, is organized, no one really has power. It's a very devolved university. Small powers are shared to each person, but the governing body, the court that I preside, for me, I give opportunity to everyone to express themselves to, in an open manner, to, to speak openly, and then we get to vote what we, we, we want to do for university. Then the executive takes it on and right. executes the order. So how can I not be successful like this? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so what what do you think students need today? What's you know when you look at implement uh, implementing whether it's technology, mm. any type of innovation, what do students need? I think we are in a very tough time with everything happening around the world. I'm not only talking about COVID. I talk about the situation in Afghanistan that made me gave me some sleepless nights you know you know that that is it's the the, the 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 moment we're going through the world right now the threat on education the students need compassion and empathy we need to start by that understood the student who want to go through his education but he cannot make it because mama passed away suddenly from covid her father yeah. is paralyzed with a disease or the, the whole country collapsed in a war empathy and compassion we start by that first. Then we go to the education. We look at the diversity of the way. Now, at Inver University, I'm having one big problem at the moment is the identity on transgender and LGBTQ community. Okay. At the moment, it's a big debate around the university. The scientists come, the, the, the biology come. I keep saying to everyone, can we just look at each other and respect the choice of these people? their way of living, the way they choose to live and respect them and give them the room for their education. Mm -hmm. Because after all, we were nice clothing produced by LGBTQ people, right. you know, they're part of the society. So empathy and compassion for me is the beginning for our students. And this is something I'm fighting hard 
at Edinburgh University. So empathy and compassion, that's beautiful. Um, I, I moderated a panel uh -huh. yesterday uh -huh. on the uh, value of higher education. Uh -huh. And the um, premise of it is it, it doesn't have, well, it's being questioned. You know, you have people who are taking non-credit certificates, mm. uh, technology companies that are saying that they aren't going to look at a bachelor's degree anymore as a way of hiring. Uh, parents, the public that say, you know what, universities aren't returning an investment. They're, they're, there isn't a return on the money I spend. What do you say about the value of higher education? Does it have value? And should we and do we in higher education do a good enough job saying that higher education still has value? Higher education still has value. Higher education must uphold the values, must put in practice in the front line those values. If we ignore them, this is where these are the people funding the, 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 the gap and says what they're saying, you know. So value in education is paramount, you know. We are preparing people to be actors in our society, to be actors in our communities. So if we don't do it with that value, what are we doing? You That's know? a good question. Yeah, yeah. One, of the, one of the things that I always talk about is um, we are seeing technology take over our lives. You mm -hmm. know, you can go order. Uh, <laughs> COVID proved that, right? You don't have to go anywhere to get anything anymore. Mm -hmm. You can order it on Amazon mm -hmm. or you can get, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. food delivered to you. Mm -hmm. What's m missing in our society, as you well know, because you just talked about it, is mm -hmm. empathy, is compassion, is dialogue, mm -hmm. our ability to understand each, each other, other. Mm -hmm. when we're very different yes. and say, mm -hmm. you know what, I see where you're coming from. Let's yeah. find common compromise. Yes. yes. How important is that curricular lens in what you do at the University of Edinburgh? Are you training people to be the global leaders? And are you embedding those power skills, yes. as we like to call yeah. them, in that curriculum for the future? At the University of Edinburgh, we started already the exercise we call community exercise, respect. During those exercises, we invite all sessions of the community, staff, students from all backgrounds, and we discuss the questions that are difficult to, to discuss, difficult conversation. We have that at Edinburgh University. We started this spring, so no, this autumn, the, the spring one starting in March, and throughout the year, we have 32 hours of those discussions where we try to listen to one another by respecting each other. Wow. It is happening already at Edinburgh University. Revolutionary. You know, I'm pushing it from now on in the system. At university, we have the community exercise respect. It will happen. And it's already happening. I love that. Yeah. What kind of leader are you? Talk about your, what kind of leader are you? If you if you are if you're if I had your staff sitting around here yeah. and I said, tell me about Deborah and the way she leads, what do you think they'd say? They would say I'm approachable. You know, my, my title, my formal title is the law director of Edinburgh University. I should be in my robe and heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like that. Yeah. You know, so I'm approachable. Uh, I'm open to anyone who wants to talk to me, uh, you know. But I am very progressive and I am very radical. <laughs> oh, yeah. We like that. And and what do you think the steps are that the University of Edinburgh needs to take to evolve its global influence over the next, I don't know, your tenure, five years, 10 mm. years, 50 years? I don't continuing, know. Continuing on promoting diversity, continuing on reducing inequality, and going to places we've never been before because we need to do that. We need the rest of the world 
we need to make to share our knowledge that we kept so well for so many years with the others and we need to learn from the others too you know particularly in a matter of climate you know i i had the whole team of my my male white in the table with the vice prime minister of the congo around the congo basin and the protection of the congo basin on the climate issue and one of my best advisors said we need to go to some places we've never been before learning from them and change our way of living because we have exhausted everything here yeah. and we can save the planet from here you see how crucial it is yeah. to reach us to the others and the university can take that lead to save the planet through research through education to preparation and the, the vice prime minister of congo was what can you do that she doesn't know that right. but we have that knowledge we have worked on that for many years we just wanted the model to go and to make that applicable so that is what we need if the university of Edinburgh want to go far that is the key that's i i like that and how how do you collaborate or, or do you i'm sure the answer is yes but how yeah. uh, business and industry with businesses and you know because people want to get a job mm. uh, when they go to college they want to know that they have an education that's going to prepare them for the world of work mm -hmm. do you partner with businesses uh, we partner with businesses we have a director for global partnership we have a direct a regional director for the middle east a regional director for africa for all parts we particularly in africa with predominance of uh, francophone speaking and the education is quite different with uh, the, the Edinburgh education we we train professionals and we help them to get to the level that we are because they're still far beyond yes. you know so that that is the knowledge that we need to share the university of england is open to any kind of collaboration we are available to exchange because we know it's going to be beneficial to us and to the others what about online learning online learning is still still working very well in edinburgh university yeah. we have the majority of them around uh, afghan and iraqi and syrian students because they can't leave their country to come right. the majority of them is not that part of the world and some of them in africa now more and more and more online learning is happening now is edinburgh. it more is it more desired online learning than it was a couple Before, years ago probably yes yeah. more and more and more because of the covid of course yeah. and you yeah. have investments to expand it if necessary if necessary absolutely we're not going to exclude anybody the education has to continue education cannot die whatever the situation around the world where are you from originally democratic people of congo of congo born in kinshasa how important is you to uh, how, how important is it to you to bring education to the african continent it's one of my biggest uh, objective as rector I want the African continent to benefit of the exchange with Edinburgh University. We've been so far with our past colonial countries like South Africa, Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Kenya, but I want to invest more to other places where we've never been before in Africa. It will happen, trust me. Oh, I, I believe you. I'm, I'm looking at you. I, I believe you. What do we need to know about the University of Edinburgh that maybe I didn't, something I didn't ask you, anything that you want to say, the website? whatever you want to talk about we have a website and the university of edinburgh soon we're gonna i'm gonna go to a session or imagining the university i'm gonna present the university of edinburgh clearly but we are in the middle east you know we are in saudi arabia so we with wise i think we are going to start a new phase uh, about places we've never been before discovering other places and we, we, we're going to advance but the university of edinburgh is a global university is open to the rest of the world we are not closing to anyone 
we are open and we are ready to influence the world. Oh, man. I love it. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard from Miss Deborah Kayembe. She's the 54th rector of the University of Edinburgh, the third woman and the first person of color. <laughs> and she is absolutely electric. <laughs> Uh, Deborah, thank you for coming on. Thank the you for today. having me. It was a pleasure. Thank right. you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've just add up. <laughs> <laughs>